0: Hello, family and friends. We're here for day four with pastors Michael and Angel Nicholson from the Life Missions Ministries Word of Life Victory Center in Bedford, Indiana. About an hour and a half, two hours north of yeah. Evansville, yeah. roughly with I sixty nine. Now mm-hmm. back through a few back roads yeah. and whatever after, yeah. uh, part of that, <laughs> but uh, but you have a wonderful church. Just uh, really you. like your people there. It's blessed to have you guys here. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. Well, Father, we come today yes, ready to receive. Yes, We're thank so thankful you. for these testimonies, Lord. Thank you for helping us to, to be a brighter light in this dark world, Lord. We just thank you that uh, Jesus He loves us, mm-hmm. and, and he, he paid that price for all of us. And we thank you for having a, a renewed hunger to reach the lost mm-hmm. in these last days, yes. Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I guess yes. back to you, Angel.
1: <laughs> okay, so, you know, when we think about things that, you know, restoration the lord i mean there's always restoration you know i when i met michael i never thought anybody could love me i didn't know what that was because of my childhood but you know we got married and then we've had our we had our girls and you know he showed me the love that i that a woman is supposed to have and He showed the girls, you know, the love that they're supposed to have as a dad. But, you know, whenever I met him, I told him flat out when we got together that I will not be with anybody that drinks. I will not be with anybody that smokes. The first time you're abusive or the first time that you touch any of our kids, this is before we had our kids, first time you touch any of our kids inappropriately that that will be it. We will be done. They will be taken away from you, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Because I was raised with that, that I chose that I was never going to live that. Amen. You know, some people will make the excuse to say, you know, I was raised that way, so I'm just part of that. I chose not to. Amen. I chose I would never be any part of that. Not that he didn't try to drink and and do that. That was a story in itself, that he come and thought he would be cool and hung out with the guys because we'd kind of been – spattened a little bit and we wasn't even hardly dating but you know he just got jealous and he come and thought he was Mr. Cool and had been drinking and driving and that was the whole thing that was against what I believed in even though I didn't know the church stuff and he was supposed to know all that stuff and he was just rebelling and he'd come to the friend's house that where we had met at. I asked him what he was doing, and he said he'd just been hanging out with the guys and stuff, and I said, have you been drinking? Well, no, not really, he said, but I have some in the in the back of his Camaro, so he got in the back of his Camaro, and he thought it would be cool, to, he could show me, I probably thought I would partake, I guess, I don't know, so he opened up that cooler and thought that was cool, and I seen the wine coolers and stuff, so... I was like, oh, so you think this is cool? And he said, well, there ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, trying to act like a big guy. So I took the last 12 bottles that he had, and I took every one of them out and busted them right there in the driveway of my friend's house. And I said, so there you go. See, so now you have nothing to drink. You think you're so cool. And he goes, there ain't nothing wrong with it. And I said, I really would like to just punch you. And he said, well, you go right ahead if you think you're big enough. I said, don't tempt me. And I did punch him. And I punched him twice in the face and then after that story is the next morning he calls me and he's apologizing because he's got a big black eye that he had to explain to his mom why he got a black eye so he had to try to put whatever frozen vegetables on it or whatever to try to get that taken care of and then another time as we were dating and stuff he was never really a big smoker but everybody got to take smoke breaks when he worked and he didn't think that was fair so he thought if he needed to take a break he needed to go smoke with him well I found that out and so I got in the car and found some cigarettes in the console so I said what are these for nothing I was just maybe trying to just smoke I'm not really inhaling or nothing I said well I told you I'm not I, this is it we're just not even gonna date I'm not even gonna do this ever you know drinking's already been a problem and he said, you're not going to do that. And I said, now you have cigarettes. And I said, I'm, I'm not doing this. I told you. And so I took every one of those cigarettes and broke every one of them and threw it out the window. And he's like, man, you are so expensive. I said, well, it's your habits, but I told you, you know, it's either me or it's those. And he chose that he'd rather be with me. So he never smoked again, never drank again or anything. And mm-hmm. he's been, you know, a good husband and a, and a good dad to the kids. And, you know, the whole, the whole time with the babies being born, I didn't have my mom because she was upset and didn't understand why I chose the life that I was going and doing. And I didn't, she didn't under, really understand. She was just still in that life and thought, that's what the life was. And when she found out she was a grandparent, she didn't want to be called a grandparent. So she didn't come around. She wanted to be able to ride on the back of the Harley and look good and, and go to the bars. And I was a mom. So I didn't have her as when I gave birth to neither one of my girls. I didn't have her as my girls grew up. I mean, I I just, I didn't have anything I had to learn. So his mom stepped in to be my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, so she she taught me and she helped me to raise the girls. And I got wonderful girls and they're in the church. And now my mom is saved going to church and serving the Lord. And she goes to a different church, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But now we've rebuilt a relationship. God. And like I said, God can restore things. Yes, he and she's finally realized everything that I went through, and she's apologized for all of it. She feels bad, but I told her, you know what? God's fixed it all. Yeah, yeah. And we that's the past of the past. And God loves us. I love her. She loves me. So now we have the relationship that a mother and daughter should have We've we've lost and wasted a lot of years, but that doesn't matter Yeah. because yeah, yeah. God still restored us back together. And it everything's wonderful, and she's a good grandmother to the to the grandkids, and everything's just worked out. So everything's done full circle.
2: And she apologized to me and said she sees how well that I love her daughter and take care of her daughter. So it it has come full circle. Mm-hmm. God restores things. Yes, He does. does. Perfectly. Right. right. It may not sometimes seem like it's in our time frame, but He knows the right time, and things will get restored. Yes. Especially if we stand on His word. Right. Amen. Uh, you know it. It during that time it was tough, and it was tough on her. Um, and a lot of things that she had to do on her own. You know, if it wasn't for my mom and dad or uh, a cousin that took, you know, helped her, because I would work third shift the first seven years of our marriage was third shift, and she'd be home by herself. You know,
1: and, and our little girl had colic and. She was sickly, and it was horrible, and
2: but we could call on people, and that was what was that was, and I knew she was safe, you know, and it yeah. was hard for me to leave my new bride at home, you know, by herself with with a baby, uh, but I had to work, I had to do those things, you know. Like I said, mm-hmm. it started out, and we were broke a lot. I had to, you know, um, I remember before I got back in church, you know, the place we was renting the septic tank filled up and I didn't have the money to get it pumped. I didn't have, yep. and I, you know, we were trying to use a bucket outside and you know, that kind of gets gross sounding, but I mean, we were doing <laughs> what we had to do to survive. And I thought, you know, I took and dug the septic lid up and it was full of water. And I thought, well, it's just water. I, you know, I'm going to siphon that out. So I took a garden hose and I literally siphoned, didn't get it in my mouth, but I siphoned like, I, when I was a young kid, I used to steal gas out of my dad's truck to ride my motorcycle. So you know, I knew how to siphon. And uh, so we, I began to siphon that water, that sewage water out so it would go down enough so we could flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. It got cold before. We didn't have money to buy wood. Whatever was wood left in the place we was written, There was uh, uh, furniture, old furniture that got ruined. I broke furniture up to burn. I'd go in the woods that I didn't, didn't belong to me, but I would because we were renting the house, I would go and drag limbs that were mm-hmm. fell down to keep her warm because I had to work that night. I'd go out uh, there and
1: help you and we take her out
2: there with us. She went with us she a lot to going get wood. Out there yeah. And doing she still stuffing. loves cutting wood today because of it. Wow. But you know, yeah. that was a struggle for us, but she looks at it as fun. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean we, we made it through and, and yeah. not once I ever blame God, not once, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was before I got saved, but once God moved in the way He did with people blessing me during that time and then reminding me that He He loved me and I promised him something whenever I got in the church and got back into, we've never left because I knew I needed to be. And I say this a lot to people, to my church. I said, if I would ever quit being a pastor, I would die spiritually and I then physically die because I've got a calling on my life that I can't deny. I can't let go of it. I've got to do what God's called me to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he honors that. He honors for you to just to step up. And I look at myself as, who am I? You know, I'm no... I, you know, like you, mm-hmm. we had talked about offline, you know, certain places you think, what am I doing here? These are all big ministers. They do. Mm-hmm. And I treat myself that way a lot, you know, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm overcoming. Yes. You know, uh, Pastor Mark, when I ministered down here, he had said, you know, you have a lot of ministers come in, but the church really enjoyed my yes, we service that time. And I thought, how? I just don't, I can't imagine yeah. that, you know, because I'm my worst enemy, yeah. you know, and, and I've got to learn to overcome that and I am. I'm yeah. overcoming that. God yeah. uses anybody. Yes, so. he does. Yeah. And when one person is valuable. Yes. And so I we'll think that
0: uh, you know God's a god of restoration yes. and mm-hmm. that story is so good and, and you know, you know, we're taught to forgive. We have that's a big yeah. part of that whole process is, mm-hmm. is learning even when people maybe don't deserve it by the natural standards, but but we've been forgiven much, praise yep. God. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm looking yes. forward to tomorrow's podcast. Yep. If one he would go ahead and say the prayer.
2: All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, Father yes, God. We you. ask, thank Lord, you so. that you bless those listeners out there, Father God. Let them see the love in our testimony. Let them see how good you are, Father God, and what you can do in people's lives. We just thank you for that, Father God, and give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, folks, you can contact the Nicholson's through their Facebook page uh, at Life Missions Ministries, and you can contact our ministries at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. Folks, we love you all. Looking forward to tomorrow's podcast. And please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon. Amen.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen.